welcome to Casa Loud Chat, a podcast dedicated to Nickelodeon's the Casa Grandes and the Loud House universe. And I'm your host, Sunny. And welcome to episode 55 of Casa Loud Chats. I didn't realize there's 55 episodes now, but yes, welcome to the 55th episode of Casa Loud Chats. That's kind of crazy. And today is going to be a very exciting day because I want to get right to it that there's been so much news to talk about with the Loud House movie. Everybody knows about it. You all know about it. All the clips we got, all the trailers we got, and there's just so many things to talk about when it comes to the Loud House movie news. And of course, today I have to talk about the musical episodes of both shows that aired, uh, I guess, a couple weeks ago. I was just coming out because it's been a while since I've done the podcast because I never know what to do with episode now because either it's like, okay, we go on hiatus a little bit for new episodes, but then of course the movie, we're getting updates on the movie now. Every It seems like every day we're getting updates on the movie now since it's coming out August 20th. So I guess Netflix is riding high on, you know, hyping up the movie for us. So we've gotten so much discussion and news and clips from the movie itself to get a better idea. And of course, I can't wait to talk about the movie as, of course, you guys know who the real star of the movie is. But yeah, so, so we, well, let's, jump, just, let's just jump right into it. So with that being said, let's get to some Casa News. So, as I said on the top of the show, we are going to be talking a lot about the Loud House movie, as there's been so much to, to talk about with the movie, as a lot of clips and lots of news came out about the movie, so there's just so much to talk about with that. Uh, we got a teaser trailer, like, a couple of months. The first teaser trailer we got, like, months ago, and then I think the one trailer that we thought was the second trailer of the movie was a second teaser, and then we had the official trailer drop on Monday, so there's a teaser trailer, and then there's the actual trailer and then there's been so many clips from the actual movie from Netflix providing which you know I feel like we've gotten a little too much I know it's been because a lot of fans have been kind of bugging the crew about the movie for months now since we didn't really know anything about it and or seen anything from the movie but now that we've seen so much I think we're just being fed a little too much you know because again it's a 90 minute movie so I don't want the you know the trailers or the clips to spoil the rest of the movie although I think majority of clips and trailers we get a general idea what the movie's about which I'm pretty excited to talk about in terms of what the theme of the movie's gonna be from what I've seen it it, you know like I, I'm just pretty excited of what we got and so yeah there's so much to discuss so uh, I, I don't know where to start <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where to start oh my gosh I, I totally forgot to pull it up I think I should start first on what the first thing we saw with the movie was was the first clip we saw from the movie of Lincoln singing that song about feeling overshadowed like again as you all know, Lincoln is my favorite character from The Loud House. So knowing that the movie is mainly focused on him is amazing. Because again, you know, season five, Lincoln has been wonderful. And I know I'm going to go into a whole thing about how now that the movie... Okay, as you, may know, as you may not know or you may know now, the movie is canon. I say in quotation marks canon because it takes place between season four and five of the show that was confirmed by the director of the movie. So I'll put a link in that description because like there's been people bugging the director about stuff about the movie. But yes, he did confirm that the movie is canon to both season four and five. They don't know if they'll actually reference back to this in the actual show because again, we're in season five right now and so far they've never, they haven't referenced anything about Scotland or Lincoln being the Duke of Scotland or any events for the movie 
will be at, at right now, but I think we might have to wait till season six for them to like reference back to it or just make maybe make a joke about it. You know, it, whenever TV shows get movies like this, they tr either it is connected to the show or they just kind of reference back to it and be like, hey, remember that thing we did in that movie? And the fans are like, yes, I remember, you know, like I was thinking about a joke where it's like, uh, I don't know, like, like, like Lincoln was saying something like, hey, remember when I was, like, Duke of an entire, like, country or something? Like, I was, a, I was a Duke of Scotland, and Lady's like, that happened, they all just turned the camera. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty funny if they did that. Or, like, maybe they'll do, like, a sequel. Like, they'll do an episode, or, like, a special in season six where they go back to Scotland, and, like, everybody remembers that Lincoln uh, was the ruler of Scotland for a while. Like, that'd be pretty cool. Like, I know, like, in My Little Pony, they had continuity where, like, Spike saved, like, the Crystal Empire. So, like, they went back there and they remembered that he was, like, a, a, a savior or a hero of, of that. So maybe if they have to ever go back to Scotland, then Lincoln will be, like, said to be, like, a hero there or, like, a, a ruler and stuff. And they still remember him as such and praise him or whatever. But I don't know if they'll do that. But, you know, okay. So getting back to what I was about to talk about with Lincoln was, yes, the first clip we saw was of Astrid Bishop singing as Lincoln. Because, again, this is a musical and I'm very happy about about that because I'm always a, a big fan of shows that do musicals whether it be an episode or a movie in general so the fact that again Lincoln the main protagonist is singing in this movie is amazing to me because again Asher's gotten to sing in the actual show so knowing that is that is VA now is a is a professionally trained singer they can t they can take advantage of that which is amazing <laughs> like the first clip we saw was was wonderful i cried my eyes out because again i love to see lincoln sing and how he felt overshadowed and now that he's the duke of scotland he could do whatever he wants basically it seems like that he's making the whole town like do anything that he that he likes like because in that clip I love the callbacks to predictability as they've been doing in the show where Link is giving out breakfast burritos or Link is doing magic. Like, those are really great. I'm so happy they're doing that. And also with callbacks, I really want to gush about that huge opening intro clip we got with that song and the fact that it was a whole flashback montage. Like, uh, yeah, I should just jump right into it. That clip was amazing. Okay, if you're going to hype up the movie for us or the, the general audience, that's how you do that. That's how you do a movie. That whole montage was beautiful. Seeing all the kids grow up and seeing Lynn Senior... Okay, continuity. That's how Lynn Senior and Rita met from Ella's for Love. They remembered how they met with the, you know, Rita being the crossing guard and they met through that and Rita was the one that gave him the love letter and then they met at the... Re they, they, they hung out at the restaurant and to see them, you know, uh, Lynn Senior proposed to her, they get married and get the loud house and see all the kids grow up up from babies to now and I really like the detail of how the house started to get bigger with like the furniture and stuff as the kids were growing up and oh my gosh baby Lincoln oh my gosh I cried seeing this little wonderful bundle of joy being blessed to our world like oh my gosh that whole scene with like baby Lincoln and the sisters like bonding with him was so precious like that whole opening montage made me remember why I love the loud house in the first place is that the family is amazing in this show like I really love the family so much and seeing that entire montage is like how you do a movie and I really like that they did that because they could have just made the movie something where 
where it's very exclusive to the fans. Like, you have to know a lot of the stuff to watch the show. But the way they did that intro, I feel like they did to also bring in the general public. Because, again, there's going to be people who haven't really watched the show or really know much about it going into this movie. Because I know a lot of people are going to be watching on Netflix, like the general public. So, I'm very happy that at least they did a little introduction. That way, new fans can come into this without knowing prior to what events happen in the mo- in the show. Because, again, the show has continuity but not continuity to where you have to watch every single episode to know everything but because the movie is canon now to the current season i think it's best that maybe if people are gonna get into the show right now during season five slash six when six happens I feel like your first introduction should just, should just be the movie because the movie gives a general idea of what the show is about so i could get into that with the second trailer we got <clears throat> Which does explain why Lincoln felt the way he did. Because when we got that clip of him singing about how he felt overshadowed, a lot of people had said maybe that's not really what they're going to go into in terms of the movie. Like, they're probably going to abandon that idea and not really focus on that. But then once the second trailer dropped, we saw that that's the main theme of the movie. Is that Lincoln's feeling overshadowed by his sisters. And so him becoming Duke of Scotland makes him feel more you know, makes him feel more noticed and feels like the focus again compared to his sisters who, you know, are always doing stuff and getting trophies or getting recognized by everybody. And yeah, that's definitely something that the show is always focused on, especially the earlier seasons. Like a lot of people are saying, well, how, why would that be something now because you know with season five Lincoln he really doesn't care about his reputation or how people feel view him and such but it is very relatable like we all feel that way especially if we grow up in a big family we could feel overshadowed by the rest of our siblings but it's very important to like I would like now like a lot of people are upset that the movie is supposedly canon I don't know why they are I guess because they're upset because they feel like the loud house won't reference back to it and again I know they probably won't right now, but in the later season, season six, they probably will. Or they can, you know. But now that it's confirmed to be canon to the movie, it makes sense why the focus is Lincoln feels overshadowed by his sisters. Because of season five. You see how season five, Lincoln has gotten this huge confidence boost from schooled all the way to now like schooled or saved by the spell and some other episodes seasons cheating some other episodes have really high or not, of course no bust no fuss have highlighted how much lincoln has grown as a character throughout the five seasons how much of a confidence boost he has and how much he just doesn't care about what people think of him and his reputation how stronger he is as a character and this movie now that it is the focus of lincoln feeling overshadowed by his sisters and just wants to to be in the spotlight again shows that they understand what makes Lincoln's character so important to the show. So knowing that this takes place between season four and five, which again, if you go back to season four, which again, season four wasn't really the best for Lincoln, like, you know, but um, the best episode to highlight Lincoln as a character, like, you know, growing from season four to five is Friends in Dry Places. Because in Friends in Dry Places, he's super mostly attached to his best, to his friends, where he sees them, sees them as his second family. And seeing that they're just going off to do other things with their friends that he's just so attached to them to where he just can't let his friends do other things without him is very important to his character development and then season five with schooled where his friends are worried about middle school he's like dude 
we got this, okay, chill, <laughs> you know? Like, he's reassuring his friends that nothing's going to go wrong, which, again, is very important to his character development. And so seeing that this is either, I believe that the movie is going to be sometime in the summer before each of the characters aged up in season five, because obviously this is a trip to Scotland, so I, and Laurie's there. Yeah, yeah, Laurie's there. So, see that Laurie's there, obviously this takes place in the summer before the big changes in season five with the characters aging up. So, I see that with this being the next step, it, the middle part of Lincoln's arc from season four to season five, it makes sense why it's canon. Because now you'll see why Lincoln's character will grow to learning that he's not... He's not being overshadowed by his sisters. He's just as important to the family as all of them. <clears throat> and again, you would totally... <clears throat> Sorry. And again, you totally understand why Lincoln feels this way. Because again, um, as I explained... I think I might have explained it on the... I should have said it at the top of the show that... I'm now... I will say, I'll say it later. The Treehouse Sessions that I'm a part of now. Um, I said before that you would think because Lincoln is the only boy in the family that would make him stand out. But in the context of the show, it doesn't make him stand out. Because Lincoln is so interested in so many things that it makes him kind of feel like that he's not really that important when it comes to his sisters. You know, his sisters have their unique personalities, their unique interests, like their one main interest. Like when you think about the sisters, for example, when I say Letty, what do you think about when, you, when I think of, when I say Letty? Well, she likes clothes, she likes fa oh, well, she likes fashion, she likes, you know, sewing, she uh, is and her job and stuff. Or like, well, where, for example, what do you think of when you think of where like comedy and mr coconut performance luna music you know uh low level princess stuff but when it comes to lincoln when in a general sense what do you think of when you think of lincoln well he's the boy in the, in the family of 10 sisters <laughs> i mean you could think of many things that lincoln's interested in a savvy magic cowboys spies etc etc like lincoln has so many interests so many interests that I realize the reason that he's interested in many things, especially like magic, for example, is because he wants to be in the spotlight. They're, they're very much performance interests. Again, like Ace Savvy, for example, he dresses up as Ace Savvy in certain episodes where it will help with, with solving cases or crimes and stuff. Like, and again, like when he dresses up as a spy or something, he go, like, and, and now in the movie, he's, he's embracing the lifestyle as a duke. He's dressing, like, he literally dresses himself up. This whole, the costume he wears is something that he picked out because the sisters make fun of him for wearing because <laughs> they're like, what are you wearing, dude? It's like, I'm duking. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's more the fact of that Lincoln with his interests, he's always been kind of an extra person. <laughs> you know, he's very extra with how he goes about certain interests that he's into or just trying to stand out. But again, because in the context of the show, he's always just going to be the boy in the family of Ted's sisters. There's nothing really special about him when it comes to the show. Which again, you would think... Well, that's kind of degrading. Well, it is in the context of the show. That's that's the whole point of it, is that, yes, to us, Lincoln is important because he is the only boy in the family of Ted's sisters and makes him stand out. But in the show itself, that doesn't mean anything until, you know, now that he's gotten this huge confidence boost and this huge character development in season five that makes him completely stand out now, mainly because Lori's gone. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm sorry, but that, that that's kind of how it is now because Lori's gone. 
on, Lincoln got more focus. But I think because, again, the movie takes place between season four and five, that's why Lincoln has more focus now. Because of the movie. But I, I, you know, I don't really want to say that's the case because the movie's been in production for a while. But I also do want to say that the that the movie could it w the movie might have impacted how season five went. I'm just saying that's kind of a speculation. I don't really know that's true or not. Because again, we know it's canon to the season four or five uh, timeline right now, but because we're so into season five right now, we're almost done with season five. We're very close. We're not done yet. We have still a few more episodes to go until season six. It makes sense now why the movie is canon. Because again, this this is Lincoln's character arc. He is the main focus of this of this movie, being that he's the Duke of Scotland and he's like his sisters. Again, his sisters aren't really mad or jealous that he has this title. They're pretty much happy. They're very supportive of him. They're with him the whole time. Like, they're they're just cheering him on. They're supporting him. They're embracing his lifestyle. I think that's just really how it is. Like, they're not really jealous of Lincoln. He just got the title because, he, again, he's the only boy. I mean, they, they would technically be princesses since he's the Duke. But because I think they're just so wrapped up in this lifestyle that they have this huge castle, it doesn't really matter who got the title, you know? It doesn't matter as long as we live in this big castle that's ours. I don't really think it matters if, like, you know, Rolola got it or Lenny got it or whoever. They're not really mad about that, you know? Because they're family and they all support each other. And I think that's what Lincoln, Lincoln's arc is going to be is that he's not being overshadowed by his sisters or they think he's worthless or anything. It's just he's super insecure about that because, again, his sisters always get everything and now he's getting everything by being the Duke of Scotland and because he has it now, what else is there? Like, yes, I have my own little town that I'm going to take over and try to make everybody me and I shouldn't be doing that, which is weird, you know? Like, I feel like Lincoln wouldn't be the type of character to change everybody and make them act the certain way that he does or do the things that he does or anything like that. It basically reminds me of changing the baby from season one, but in the context of that episode, it makes sense because Lily is a baby and his sisters weren't really getting into the things that he liked. He tried to actually bond with them. They weren't really like hanging out with him or int interested in anything that he did. That's why he started chaining Lily to act like him. So I guess it makes sense to where, again, he's feeling like his sister's aren't really interested in doing stuff with him or embracing stuff with him. So now that he has a whole town to take over and rule, he can do whatever he wants. And I think that's what, you know, the David Tennant character or Morg or Morag, Morag, I think it's Morag, are basically going to tell him like, you're just Duke of Scotland. You could do whatever you want. <laughs> you could take over this town. You could rule it over. You could make people say or do whatever you want. And that's amazing. Like, like, like it has all this power. Yeah, I know, like, the power will go to his head, obviously. And he'll realize that family is so important and he should be letting his family into this stuff. Because I feel like right now, because, because he he's the Duke of Scotland, he can make the decisions. He can make the rules. It's his decision to do whatever and whatnot. And his family are just running around having fun in Scotland without him. You know, it, I feel like he'll realize that he's not paying attention to his family. Like, he'll, he'll realize that 
really like it like you know he's thinking that he's gonna always overshadowed by his sisters or they don't pay attention to him as much but in, the, in reality once he becomes duke of scotland and he's making all the decisions and he's basically by himself he realizes that he's not including his family in his life anymore and that's what i think his arc will be is that he realizes how important family is to him that just being the duke of scotland and that's it i just have all this power but what else is there to that than just you know being being loved loved by all by all but not by my family or have my family by my side and stuff so you know i i obviously i'll have more to say once the movie comes out because again i i don't I, you know i i have a general idea what's gonna happen but also i don't because i want to be surprised what will happen in the movie because again i'm very just i'm more interested to in see what they'll do with Lincoln's character arc because again now that the movie is canon the season four and five it's going to connect to his sudden confidence boost in season five you know like like season five lincoln is the best lincoln for that reason itself but then, but the fact that the movie is focused on how lincoln feels insecure and feels left out and feels like his sisters are better than him it's going to make his sudden character boost in season five make a whole lot more sense when you connect it to season four and five and that's very important like it's very important that this is lincoln's story and you know, I, I get it. I get people who are probably going to be upset that the sisters are just going to be kind of sidelined or not really have a lot to do in this movie. But again, to the context of the show, it makes sense that this is Lincoln's story. He is the main protagonist of the show. And it's important that this takes place between season four and five to focus on his character arc. Like, that's super important. Like, I know the sisters won't be left out or not included. They'll be important to the show. I mean, they'll be important to the movie. We just don't know what they're doing in the movie besides, like, Lynn and Lana just having some interesting side story with the dragon, which we learned about. We learned that the, the, they found the dragon somehow, so that's pretty interesting. The, the, the dragon's very cute. And how they got to Scotland was through uh, Lincoln. I don't know how they did that. <laughs> like, I, I guess because Lincoln is the, the man of convincing, you know, he was able to convince someone to lend them a submarine so they could get, get there. So that's, I think that's pretty cool. Again, he's doing that just to be noticed by his family. But again, you know, once he becomes Duke of Scotland, you know, he's going to take advantage of all of this. Like, he's living it up. But I think, you know, what's what's he's going to learn is that, you know, he shouldn't just be pushing his family away or doing things by himself. His family should be included in everything he does, you know. But that's what I'm very excited about. But again, I'm also excited to see what the other characters are up to besides Lincoln. But it is, a, again, it's very important that this is Lincoln's character. is like This is his character study story, and it's going to be focused on him. And again, Lincoln's my favorite character, so it makes sense for me to, like, be excited about it. And I, I can't wait. But... You know, I'm also just wondering where the heck Bobby and Roddy Ann are because we finally saw movie Clyde. <laughs> finally, we saw Clyde and Lori name dropped Bobby. So it makes sense. But where the heck is Roddy Ann? Like, I know I saw Isabella. She replied to the movie trailer saying, here we go. But where is Roddy Ann? Where is she? <laughs> I know they're trying to keep it a secret. They're trying to hide her from me. I know because they don't want me to, just be, to be disappointed when Roddy Ann only gets a four second one line cameo. I know what's going to happen. I know it's only gonna be four seconds, but I just want to see the four seconds. That way, I'm not disappointed in knowing she's only in it for four seconds. But the fact that we saw Clyde was great. But again, you got Clyde representation, you got Bobby representation. Stop doing my girl dirty, okay? You're gonna keep showing us multiple clips every single day. 
from this movie. At least show one with at least one frame of Roddy in the background. That way I know she's in the movie. Instead of keeping her a secret from me. But I know they're doing that to build up suspense when August 20th comes. But... But yeah, I'm going to try not to be disappointed if I know if, if Roddy is just a four-second cameo or she's at the end credits, like, uh, announcing the Casa Grande movie. That's, that's what I think they're going to do, though. I feel like there's, there's going to be an end credit scene where Roddy and Bobby just come in and are like, oh, hey, we're going to announce the Casa Grande movie, and then that's what they say is coming soon on Netflix. I feel like that's what's going to happen, because, again, I am not... There's no sign of her in anything I've seen so far, but, again, I know they're keeping her a secret that way. Uh, the the cameos more surprising than us knowing it but again they they put her in the credits so you kind of have to deliver on that you can't just tell me isabella's in the movie and not expect me to believe ronnie is gonna show up you know <laughs> or or carlos you can't just put them in the in the in the credits knowing they're gonna show up and they're just like random cameos that don't mean anything to the movie or an end credit scene you should put them in the cre- you should put them in the credits knowing they're gonna play a part in the movie <laughs> you know but it seems like clyde's not really gonna be in it that much either just from what we see them of, of him in the in the trailer like at these lincoln's bed to Clyde or talking to Clyde over the phone about how I'm du- how he's Duke of Scotland now so I don't think we'll see a lot of Clyde in the movie either so you know but from from what I've seen so far with the movie it looks amazing like <clears throat> like the <coughs> Like, the mo- the animation is getting better to look at. There are some scenes where it does look a little uncanny valley, but I think it's because this is a new animation style they're going for, and it is a new team of people working on this. It's like, the, the people who wrote the movie worked on the show, but the animation itself are people who've never worked on the show before, because it's a mix of old people from the show and new people that haven't worked on the show before, hence why it looks a little different. Yeah, I mean, that first clip we got with Lincoln... Was it the best first impression of the movie? But everything else I've seen so far, the animation, because I've seen so many clips of it now, it's looking a lot better. I think once we see the full movie, our eyes will get used to this new animation style they're going for. Because, again, it's more fluid than the actual show. The show is very stiff. The animation in this is more cinematic, it's more fluid, and the characters, their eyes are a little different. And again, like, the animation style is a little different than the show. Like, I feel like the the outlines are a little more thinner than the show. And again, the, the expressions are a little more, uh, I, I don't want to say expressive. I feel like they're, I, I feel like they're a little more than the show itself. Like, but they're keeping the style of the sh- show, which I think makes sense, you know. But again, it, you know, just keep, just keep it close to the show. Yeah, and I think it looks great. The backgrounds are gorgeous. What, like again, the background designers on this movie need to get they they need to get like a a, a nomination for like an Emmy or something because again the backgrounds are absolutely gorgeous in this. But it is hard to get used to because again the backgrounds are so detailed that the characters stand out more. I think that's why the animation looks a little off putting just because the the backgrounds are not as detailed in the show as it is here. So the characters are more the characters are more close to the show style while the backgrounds are more ex- more you know more detailed so it's a little off-putting to see this but again it's a movie so you can understand why they're trying to go all out on this and again the animation looks great the shady lighting in some scenes is very nice and I can't wait to see what the movie brings and more updates on the movie because again we'll probably get more updates until the lead into August 20th so yeah <laughs> I know that was a big rant in the movie I apologize I'll try to keep the episode reviews very short from that way but I really need to get my, my thoughts out on the movie because I'm really excited that the movie is again Lincoln's K 
character journey as a character and knowing that this the movie is canon to season four and five. Again, you could put it in the middle of season four and five to where Wiccan's character arc in season five is a lot more impactful now that the movie is canon to the actual show. Okay, <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah, I apologize, but I really need to get my thoughts out on the movie because, again, we've seen so much from the movie now. There's just so much to discuss when it comes to the movie. And, again, it being Lincoln's story, it's, of course, my favorite character, so I have to say a lot about it. But, you know, that's how I'm going to be once I gush about the movie. Again, I haven't really thought about what I'm going to do for the movie because it's going to be hard talking about a whole movie on the podcast because uh, August 21st of the Treehouse Sessions, we are doing a watch party on uh, the 21st after the movie comes out. And that way I can talk a lot about the movie there. But I also have to do my own episode on the movie. I don't know. I'll probably try to have guests on the show for the movie. I just don't know how many or who or whoever wants to come on. Like, if you do want to come on for the movie, like, you can probably DM me or something. But I'll see... Like, I'll try to figure out who I want to have on for the movie itself. Like, I, I do want to have a lot of people, actually, because there's probably going to be a lot to discuss when it comes to the movie. Like, I'm going I'm to try to break things down. Because I remember with Schooled, when I had my a friend King Mitch on for Schooled, I broke a lot of stuff down talking about the certain, you know, stories in the, in the in school with it being a one-hour special. But now this, this is a whole movie. I'm going to try to figure out how to break this down because, again, there might be some side side plots or side things or character analysis and things like that and just a lot of stuff to discuss with the movie i'm gonna try to figure something out you know <laughs> but yeah well let's let's go into the next thing because there is episode synopsis to talk about when it comes to the loud house of the casa grandes especially because now we know the final episode of casa grande season two we still have no idea what throwing pains is about <laughs> that's the one we, we have no idea what it's about but uh, to say this real quick, La La Land accidentally got leaked, or well, got released on Nicktoons of all places. Yeah, the the thing is because Maybe Sitter was aired by itself, and same thing with Do the Fruit Shake. And Do the Fruit Shake is paired with, with Throwing Pains, and Maybe Sitter is paired with La La Land. So I so Nicktoons, I guess they just got the episode after it aired, and they're gonna they they're gonna show it on their channel. They didn't know that La La Land didn't get released on or didn't premiere on the official Nick channel because again uh do the fruit shake and maybe sitter were both aired by themselves and have sister episodes that haven't premiered yet so again they just got them and said hey let's just, just premiere it and then the fans will probably know La La Land uh aired already no it did <laughs> so I won't say anything about La La Land because a lot of people haven't seen it yet uh I I don't know where you could watch it because again I've I only watched it because Nate showed me it because he, he was able to, to watch it because he has Nick tune so he showed it to me but I don't know where you can watch it but just wait till the episode comes out and I'll talk about what's actually officially premieres on Nick but it's a really it's a cute episode it's what I expect from the Casa Grandes but talking about uh that uh I do want to say real quick before we get to the Casa Grande episodes let's do Loud House first because again Loud House we have some very interesting episodes to talk about future episodes that are coming out and these were actually tied in with the Luna episodes. Because they, they premiered the two Luna episodes for the uh, Nick Music Fest. And these two episodes are actually the sister episodes of the Luna episodes. And again, this is great to talk about because I'm very excited to talk about the first episode, which is Lori Days. Lori makes a surprise visit to the house where she feels like she's missing out on the inside jokes. The Queen is back! 
Lori returns in season five. Wow. Hallelujah. It's been forever, Lori. Well, actually, no, it hasn't because you were in camp. But in the context of the show, it's been forever since you've had a focus episode. And yes, this is, sounds very promising. But again, with this show, we get promising synopsis and then they end up not really being that promising. But this sounds very, very promising. This is what you should have been doing a long time ago with Lori. You should not have done a stupid Halloween special with Lori and Fairway. You should have done this episode. Well, I mean, to now than ever, right? <laughs> I say, yes, this is the perfect episode you should be doing with Lori. Because again, Lori is now in Fairway. She's off of college. She hasn't been with the family in a while. And she only visits during weekends or whatever the case is, whether summer or something like camp, for example. And I, I didn't really like how camp didn't really pay attention to Lori being there. It's like, oh, Lori's there. Why? I don't know. It's summer. Don't question it. She's there, I guess. Like, really, there was no explanation as to why she's there. It's just, she's there, accept it. You know, like in uh, the Christmas episodes, like Season Cheating. They actually showed Lori at Fairway for a bit before she came back for Christmas. So that makes sense. Whereas Camp is like, uh, what are you doing here? <laughs> Besides, oh, I guess she's there for the weekend or summer or whatever. So, now that she's returning in this episode, and it has a better impact on her character arc with now that she's at college she's missed out on so much with the family so seeing that maybe you know she's calling in from fairway and it seems like her family's talking to her and stuff but then they start like i don't know like luna and wan start having an inside joke or lincoln and lana or something or just the family just has things where they're saying like oh uh yeah yeah you, you should have been there like i wish i, I maybe lincoln could tell Lori about the time he took on real spies and Lori's like yo like you actually did that? It's like, yeah, they were real, but you, you should have been there, you know? Like, Lori starts to feel left out, which is kind of funny connecting to Lincoln's situation when it comes to being the boy of the family. Now that Lori's separated from the family, she would probably feel left out because the family isn't really paying attention to her or including her in things. So seeing that she's making a surprise visit, like, this is a surprise. Like, she's not, like, I feel like she's not going to even tell her family she's coming. She just comes in as a surprise, which will be amazing. Like, I would love to see that it, it, if it is a surprise, like, she doesn't tell them she's coming, that the family's just so excited to see her again. Like, I hope that's the case. I hope they don't brush it off and just say, oh, hi, Lori, good to see you. Like, Lori, hi! Like, oh my gosh, you're here! Like, I want to be so happy she's here but I feel like it's gonna be more like a misunderstanding episode where like maybe Lori tries to get involved in certain things like maybe Lynn and Lincoln are playing video games and Lori wants to get involved and they're like oh well we can't really have a third player or you wouldn't understand this or something like that or maybe Lola and Lana are, are making uh, jokes and playing with each other and Lori's like or, or playing um or playing pretend, and Lori's like, oh, can I, can I, um, join you? And they're like, oh, well, maybe not, you know, like, Lori kind of takes it as the family's not including her in things because she's been gone for so long, um, or, or gone from college because she doesn't visit that often in the show. Even though the show says, oh, I visit every, visit on weekends, we don't really see that a lot. So knowing that she's kind of going to feel left out and the family, while they're trying not to, not like they're trying not to say they're not including her it's just like they have certain bonds where she doesn't really understand it now this is what you should have been doing with Lori's character from the start like I now that I see this I feel like they're understanding what they should be doing with Lori after Ghosted because Ghosted was just a I feel like Ghosted was just a prior like it was just a 
a thing by Nick to say you gotta make a Halloween special, do it right now. Like, I feel like they were just, they were going to do a Fairway episode, but then Nick said, you gotta, you gotta give us a Halloween episode, Loud House. You gotta give us a Halloween episode. Fine, we'll do it and combine it with this episode we're gonna do with Lori. So, I feel like this is the episode you should be doing with Lori, and if you keep doing episodes like this, where she feels like she's missing out on things with her family, that's what you should be doing with Lori's character now. That's, keep that focus on what is with Lori when it comes to being away from her family and feeling left out from her family now that she's not there as often. That's what you should be doing with Lori. So if you're going to keep doing that, I'm very excited to see this episode because I still love Lori. I still care about her a lot. Like, I know I make jokes about now that Lori's gone, this and that, but it is kind of to the advantage of Lincoln and some other characters, like Lenny, for example. Now they've got more focus because Lori's gone. It kinda, it kinda, I kind of feel bad for saying that, but at the same time, I'm like, well... Now that, these, now that she's gone, more characters can get focused, so maybe I'm okay with that. But, uh, you know, I'm very excited for this episode. I can't wait to see if they actually do deliver on this episode and make it a very good one that is focused on Lori's insecurities about missing her family and not being included and, you know, feeling left out from these inside jokes her family makes or just not being included in things. And, yeah, I'm very, very excited about this. I hope it delivers on that. And then the next episode is Dream a Little... No, what is it? The next episode is Dream a Lily Dream. Lisa discovers the only way to stop Lily's nightmares is to go inside her dreams and fight them. Ah, Lily episode with Lisa. That's very interesting. Um, I posted about this on Twitter. This reminds me of that one comic from After Dark where, where uh, Lily's ha- I think Lily's- not Lily. Lily's not having a nightmare, but Lisa just kind of wants to see what's happening in Lily's dreams. And so Lisa kind of butts in into Lily's dreams and kind of does stuff in there. That's what this reminds me of. And that's pretty cool. We're getting like, is this the first Lily focus episode of season five? Is it actually? I think it is. Because we, we haven't gotten an episode about Lily in season five or even like what about her in preschool. Even though she's supposedly in preschool, we haven't seen her in preschool, like Lincoln with middle school and Lori with college. Because this is actually the first Lily episode of season five, which I guess is pretty interesting. I mean, again, now than that, now than later, I say. Um, yeah, that's, it's, it's gonna be very cool seeing an episode like this. Like, if it's gonna be kind of like, yeah, a Darkest Story Night or, um, Every Given Sunday with, like, the creative visuals and stuff I'm very excited for. You know, I like when they do kind of, like, creative premises like this, so seeing that like, Lisa can just go into L- L- Lily's dreams and try to stop her nightmares is a pretty cool concept, because, again, this show has kind of stopped, you know, <laughs> trying to make this show more grounded and it's like well at least it can bring dinosaurs to life you know or just magic just real magic or you know real spies and stuff like you know it's still a sitcom but things anything can really happen in the show now and we don't really need to question it anymore or get a dragon can be real like in the movie so I think I've just learned that this show can be whatever it wants to be and it's not really like a new thing like the, the first season had stuff like this too so I think that's pretty cool like a Lisa and Lily episode that's very cool so I, I can't wait to see this especially, again, if they have those really cool visuals like they do with the Lily episodes or, again, like, episodes like A Darkest Story Night where they change up the art style and do really cool things with it. So I'm pretty excited to see what they'll do with this episode. So, yeah, that's all the new Loudhouse episodes we know right now. Like, we don't know when those are airing. I'm going to say they're going to air in August to hype up the Loudhouse movie because that would be a stupid... Like, it'd be stupid for Nickelodeon not to premiere new episodes in August and then to promote the Loudhouse movie while these episodes are airing. But I think... I think right now, 
I think they'll just air the Casa Grande episodes because we now know the final episodes of Casa Grande's season two. The last remaining episodes of season two we finally know about. Because I remember, I think I said the last time we only had four more episodes to go or, well, two in each, uh, well, four, four in each segment, two episodes to go in, in general left of season two. But again, there's two episodes they still need to air, which is Throwing Pains and Lala Land, which haven't been aired yet. But now we finally know the last remaining episodes of season two which is pretty exciting and so we're going to talk about these two episodes don't have synopsis yet the two ones are teed off and gossip girl those are the two ones we don't know about yet I believe that Teed Off is going to be an episode with Lori in it. I Just from the title itself. Although my friend was saying how it might be a Par episode just because Par and Goff. But I think because, again, Teed Off, I think Lori's going to be involved. And it's going to be an episode with Bobby, Par, and Lori. Because, again, I feel like they should do something like that. Where it's like a Sadati Kid episode. I feel like if they're going to do like a Par... Like, I was thinking like maybe uh, Par is gonna get into golf or maybe that he is into some kind of like extreme golf competition and Bobby takes him the fairway and Lori helps him train for this extreme golf competition or something or maybe like you know Par wants to get into golf he doesn't know how to so Bobby has Lori help him learn how to play golf and maybe he doesn't do it the right way because he's so extreme and doesn't follow the rules and stuff but I think they should do an episode like this with Bobby, Par, and Lori because that should be your Sidati kid you know that should be their Sidati kid I call it Parlabi that's why I call it the OCT Parlabi they should do that uh, like even if even if this isn't the episode with all three of them they should at least do a Bobby Lori and Par episode later on like kind of like an other mess where Bobby has to choose between Lori and Par you know I feel like they should do that at least but because I heard it's teed off and that's golf and Par I feel like Par and Bobby will be the focus of this episode and Lori will appear somehow you know just because it sounded like a golf episode and then Gossip Girl, I feel like it's going to be a Carlota episode, but someone had told me, well, Hector's the gossip person, which, yeah, that makes sense, obviously, but it said Gossip Girl, so I think maybe Hector will help Carlota, with, like, maybe she has, like, a, a, a gossip blog or something, and she has Hector find out secrets from people and she uses it on like a blog or something to get like to be an influencer on like a gossip website to get more followers or something I don't know but again we don't know about those two epi episodes yet we won't know until like later on what they're about same thing with throwing pains because throwing pains we don't know about except that it's something to do with dodgeball <laughs> that's about it so but the episodes we do know about let's talk about them so just be cool uh, when Sergio gets himself in trouble in the city, Sergio helps him become a model pet. A Sergio episode? No, not Sergio. A Sancho episode? Really? <laughs> I mean, I know there's one thing about Sergio episodes, but a Sancho episode? Is that really necessary, Casagrandes? I don't really know. I mean, I guess that's fine. I mean, I don't know. Is there really any big Sancho stands that we're excited about this? I don't really... Yeah, this is paired with Teed Off. And again, if Teed Off is the woman Lori, I think that's the one we're all going to focus on. But I guess so. All right. That sounds fine. <laughs> you know, like, again, I don't really know. I don't have a lot to say on this one. Just, all right, that's fine. I guess if you want to do that, that's okay. But maybe just do a one and done. I don't know. We're not, I don't really care about Sancho. Uh, no offense to his voice actor. He's cool. But, like, uh, yeah, I don't, really, I don't really know what to say about this one. It's just, all right, that's fine. You want to do that? That's cool. <laughs> um, and then spin off. Get it? Get it? 
Get the title card spin-off because it's a spin-off of the Loud House. It's the Casagrande spin-off. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I just found that funny. Like, I saw the episode was about... It's about, um... After seeing CJ's uh, awesome spinning moves, Par helped CJ enter a tray for a side spinning competition. Yeah, when I saw the title was spin-off, I'm like... Oh, duh, because the Casa Grandes is a spin-off of the Loud House. How clever. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty cool. I like that they're, again, like, like Loud House, they're doing more interesting pairings. And Par and CJ, and finally, at last, a CJ episode! You waited till the last minute, but hey, what, what, now than never, right? I say that again. You waited till the last minute to a CJ episode, but hey, it's, it's great. Finally, you know, we had shortcuts a long time ago, but that was that was CJ and that was Carlota's episode and CJ was like helping her out. This is a CJ focus episode with Par. Now that's what you should be doing. Like CJ is so underrated in the show. He barely gets episodes. And I don't know why. You know, like we were we were so we were complaining about Carlota and now Carlota has three episodes of season two and CJ only has like two now if you count. Shortcuts. I mean, or even count Art in the Family. Art in the Family is like mostly a Roddy and Ed CJ episode, with Roddy and being the focus of trying to get CJ in the show. This, I feel like, is going to be more focused on him, which is great. I'm very excited to see more CJ. I hope season three, they stop with the Carl episodes and let CJ have seven episodes. I wouldn't complain with CJ getting more episodes. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited to see what they'll do with this one. <laughs> Then the last episode we know about is Strife Coach. Roddy and her friends help get Mrs. Kernicki hired as a new PE coach, but her classes are no joke. A Mrs. Kernicki episode? Well, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that in the show, but yeah, I, I'm very excited about this one. I like Mrs. Kernicki, and I'm glad they're at least doing more episodes on The Neighbors. Again, we had a veto episode in season one, so seeing that they're waiting till like, the last minute to do Mrs. Kernicki episode, I guess that's cool. You know, again, this will probably be just another Roddy and the Friends episode with them in school, and then, and then hiring her as the PE coach. That makes sense because, again, from se in season one, that PE, the, the, the coach was kind of a, kind of a, an a-hole. <laughs> so seeing that maybe he, get, he, uh, leaves and gets fired or he just, um, uh, you know, just, just, uh, quits and they try to get her as the new PE coach. I, I, that sounds pretty cool. Cause again, like the dodgeball episode, he's not even in that episode, which is weird why he wouldn't be because again, it's about dodgeball. So they should be in gym or something. But seeing that this is a Mrs. Kernicki episode, I think that's pretty cool. And I, ho I hope to see that this is really good. This is, the, this is connected to the last, this is the last episode of season two. So I hope this is a better uh, season finale than uh, what, what a dial-in for Mustard and uh, the, the Bobby Cat episode were. <laughs> no offense, but like to be cursed is the season one finale of Casa Grande's, not those two episodes. So yeah, those are all the episodes we know about, the upcoming episodes. Again, we don't have dates for these yet, so we don't know when they're coming. Again, I, I, they're probably going to be August. Um, and then we're going to... Um and then uh, we're going to talk about the shorts. And so the next set of shorts, before we talk about the shorts, uh, the Casa Grande shorts, the next set of shorts are going to be August 6th. Those are going, that's going to be K-pop, Dance Battle, and the History of the Casa Grandes, which I'm pretty excited about. I'm very excited to see those. Uh, although, well, actually, I'm excited about one because the K-pop Dance Battle one I know is about Sergio, <laughs> which... 
Ugh. I mean, I, I'm sure we'll see Rodian and Sid, like, in the background, but when I saw the clip of it, it is about Sergio. And then, History of the Casagrandes, I'm very excited about, because if it's more, like, focused on their family tree, and maybe Hector will mention some of his family members, like, from senior class, I'm very excited to see what they'll do with that one. Because I'm really, because I really was happy with the shorts that we got from the Casagrandes, I can't wait to talk about them. So yes, uh, the next exciting, the last exciting thing we get to talk about is the Casa Grande shorts that premiered alongside the musical episodes. And again, last week we got them alongside the premieres of the Patrick Star Show and Middlemost Post. Which, I think Middlemost Post? Is that what it is? Middlemost Post? Yeah. That new show? Yeah, I'm sorry. I always keep forgetting the name of Middlemost Post. Yeah. I think that show's very cute. I should, people should check it out. I watched an episode before the Casa Grande shorts. I think it's a very cute show. I hope it does well on the channel, well, although it's Pony hasn't gotten anything lately with Nickelodeon, so I don't know what to say about that. Bring back his Pony Nickelodeon, okay? Alright? I want to support all the Nicktoons. I love it's Pony. But anyway, uh, so yes, Casagrande shorts. Yes, so we can talk about those. And so the first set of shorts was I'm Back and Do the Fruit Shake. Now, I'm Back is just, just an extended version of the song from the, the, the episode Operation Popstar. And again, it's, it's sung by Alicia and 12 is Midnight. And it's, it's such a great song. It, like, legit. Like, it, they really captured what could sound like a real K-pop song. Like, if you would just listen to the song out of context and not know anything about it, from, or even it was from the Casagrandes, you would think it's just like a BTS song on the radio right now. It is so catchy. I listen to it almost every time I, I turn on Spotify. I love the song. I think it's wonderful. I know every single lyric now. It's great. And the music video is also great, too. Like, just seeing all the characters dancing, the extended version of it is great. Like, everything about the iBack music video is wonderful and I love the song. I think it's super great. Uh, connected to an episode that's really good. Again, I'll talk about it later. It's not one of my favorite specials, but I think it's just a really fun music episode. And I, and I'm very happy they did, they did like a K-pop style um, song with uh, with Ali Brooke in it. It's really, really catchy. I love the song. I think it's great. And again, the music video was lovely. But to the Fruit Shake, however... That blew me away. Like, the Casagrandes topped themselves with the Dude the Fruit Shake music video. And I say on the Treehouse Sessions, if that music video was in the actual episode, I would have given that episode a 10 out of 10. Like, Dude the Fruit Shake, the episode itself is just kind of oh, meh. It's not really a great episode, it's just okay. I, I, I know Serena's listening, I'm like, I know, your boy DJ Carl, he's great! The episode is just... Meh, but I love DJ Carl, okay? I, I support him completely. But like, you know, how I've been on, on this show is up. I've been a little anti-Carl because of how many episodes he's gotten in season two. But do the Fruit Shake music video made me realize why I liked Carl in the first place. He's so cool. Like, Alex... You did an amazing job as Carl in this music video. The rapping, the section with Carl is astounding. Like, it, it blew me away. And the visuals in this music video are incredible. Like, it's so vibrant and colorful and it matches what the style of the, the song is going for. That 70s mix vibe. And seeing the younger, uh, the tropical fruits is really cool. And again, like, seeing all the family members. And for some reason, Arturo is there. <laughs> I don't know why they suck Arturo in this music video. I guess just to say, oh hey, we remember Arturo exists, but he wasn't even in that episode. Like, I know the whole family wasn't in that episode, but like, he wasn't even in that episode. I don't know why he's there. Like, you don't need to include him. He wasn't in I'm Back, so why is he in this music video? I don't know. But besides that, 
I love the music video. I think it's great. The song is so catchy. And I wish Nick could have released it on Spotify. Casagrande, you, you need to have your own album. You really need to release your own album and put the Do the Fruit Shake remix on there. I'm petitioning Nickelodeon to release that as, a, as its own song on Spotify. It needs to because it is incredible. I would listen to that for hours if that was on Spotify. It is amazing. Again, that music video blew, blew me away. And the song itself just makes me so happy. Like, watching it makes me so happy. I want to go watch it again after I record this because it just makes me so happy. It made me realize why I liked Carl so much before he got like so many episodes. But then of course he had another short and I'm like, well I, I now I remember why I don't like Carl anymore. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's just like yeah, okay, we already had one short with him. Why did, why did you need, need another one? I know because he's the Castagrande's favorite. Again, he's the Lincoln of the Castagrande's now because yeah. I mean, going right to it, Operation After School Snack, they're basically making him the Lincoln of the Castagrandes. I don't know whether they're trying to do that just to convince me to like Carl more. Because again, we just had family bonding in season 5. And all of a sudden, now Carl's in the spies. And they have so much in common. They both like superheroes. They both like spies. And they both like uh, detective stuff. Like Carl is just the Lincoln of the Castagrandes if, if Lincoln likes money. But then again, I was going to say also schemes, but Lincoln's done schemes before. He's the man with the plan. So I think in general, Carl was just like a money-loving, schemey-loving version of Lincoln, which I don't think I really like, but I think they're a little bit different in, in the sense because I like Lincoln better. <laughs> no offense to Carl. But, you know, the, the, the short was very cute. I like the way they went about the opening sequence with the title and, and Carl going down the slide and Frida showing up because I love Frida. She's my favorite Casa Grande. And Carlitos being the villain was super cute. Like, it's very cute. It's what I expect from the Casa Grandes. I think it was a really cute short. But, oh my gosh. I want to gush about Meet the Mercado. It, that short was so creative. Like, the fact that, first of all, we, I'm counting this because it's actually, count, I'm counting it. It's the first time ever that Ronnie has broken the fourth wall in the Casa Grandes. Yes, she broke the fourth wall in Road to Chaos. That was the Loud House. Yes, she's broken the fourth wall in the intros. That's the intro of the show. She has never broken the fourth wall once in the actual show compared to Lincoln, who's been bringing it back in season five. This is the first time ever in any Casa Grande lady that's connected to the show that she has broken the fourth wall. And now I know it's like, oh, well, they're just doing this because it's like an interactive thing. But she's breaking the fourth wall. She's literally talking to us as the audience, okay? I'm counting it. It counts until she actually does it in the actual show itself then like this but I love how they did this they made us feel like that we're the thousand customer at the Mercado and the fact that we've been following these characters for a while it felt like home it felt like something so special that we were the thousand customer and it felt like these characters were real to us and talking to us and just all the little things in the background like some of the background characters again the Casa Grandes and Roddy Ann being cute like Roddy Ann was adorable in this and hers giving us the little snack card was so cute like again like the POV shots like Bobby had to use a treat or again Roddy had to use the card and just talking to us it's so creative like if you're gonna do shorts like that do it like that like that was so great like I want to see shorts like that where it's like you're 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 taking advantage of the short idea but doing very creative stuff with it so I think the meet the Mercado short is probably my favorite one right now just because I love all the little character stuff in it and I just think it's such a creative short and I loved it so much. It made me so happy watching it. And I can't wait to see the next shorts because, again, I know the next one's a Sergio one, eh, but I'm pretty excited about the uh, the history of the Casa Grande's one. 
So yes, that's all the recent news from the Loud House and the Casa Grandes. We're going to take a break and you're going to listen to a catchy tune. Of course, I'm back from the Casa Grandes. And when we return from the, the break, uh, we're going to talk about the Nick Music Fest episodes that premiered, the musical episodes of the Loud House and the Casa Grandes, the two Luna episodes, and the big special Operation Popstar from the Casa Grandes. When we come back. I'm feeling good, more be and happy that I am back. I'm back. Finally back on my path. I'm on fire. Read all about it I was so lost, my head was kinda cloudy Now I'm feeling alright, now I'm feeling alright This is awesome I remember how I used to sing I remember how I used to think Now I'm feeling alright, now I'm feeling alright This is crazy Feel my heartbeat erasing now Something deep inside me was set free I was lost, now I'm free I wanna have fun tonight I gotta just clear my mind Finally I feel
and I'm feeling good. I'm feeling happy that I am back. <laughs> yes, we are back to talk about the musical episodes of The Loud House and The Casa Grandes that premiered during Nick Music Fest, which is Dad Reputation in the Book of Time and Operation Popstar. So yes, I'm very excited to talk about these because of course they're musical episodes and two of them are focused on Luna, who I absolutely love. Although I've, I've never really been the biggest fan of her episodes because I feel like whenever she gets episodes about music, they're kind of really the same thing. I know Omi will disagree on me on that, but sometimes I feel like all our episodes get clumped into one episode. And I feel like Dad Reputation and The Mick of Time kind of get jumbled together, although I think In The Mick of Time is the better episode. So talking about Dad Reputation... While playing her dad's new band, Luna's worried about her reputation if her friends see her perform. Now, I was a little skeptical about this because I felt like that Luna wasn't the type of person to be uh, embarrassed by playing with her family. Because again, in house music, which they reference in the Mick of Time, I, know, I really want to talk about the Mick of Time because, you know, I'm going to be like, yes. Um, <laughs> she, wrote, she was going to play with her family in the family fun fair. And... And again, her family wasn't good at playing music. And she was like, no, it's all about having fun. Like, I don't really care if you guys play bad. But then, of course, she was trying to impress her idol, Mick Swagger, who was going to come to the Family Fun Festival. So that's why she started to, you know, take over and be kind of in charge. But then later on, she realized that she should play with her family. And, and it doesn't matter that they're bad at playing music, you know. But now, all of a sudden, she's kind of embarrassed to play with her dad's band. So I don't know why she felt that way. But you kind of get it. But I think it's just a solid episode. It's, it's fine. It's kind of what I, ex what I expect from Luna episodes. It's just nice to see her and Lynn Senior bond and showing that she should learn that she's not really embarrassed to play with them. But of course, we all want to talk about the ending, the cute little Saluna moment where, where Sam is cheering her on and then Luna blushes at her. It's so adorable. Yes, we got back-to-back Saluna. I know Omi's screaming in the audience, but yes, back-to-back Saluna. It was great. Of course, we get Luna episodes, you get Saluna moments, which is wonderful. So it was nice to see Sam supporting her in the crowd and she blushes it's so cute like I love Saluna they're adorable um but yeah I don't, I don't really have much to say on dad reputation I think it's just a nice episode it's probably one I won't go back to but I think it's just like what I expect from Luna episodes but of course I want to talk about the next episode in the mick of time after embellishing her friendship with Mick Swagger, Luna must try to convince the star to perform at her high school dance so yes the most important part about this episode a callback to season one in the right way. Cloudhouse, you finally did it. Yes, they accomplished something I never thought the show would do. They did a flashback to season one with Luna at the Mick Swagger concert when she was going to learn how to, when she, when she was uh, embracing her rock star lifestyle from, from Bros About to Rock. Like that she, they did that. And then we had a flashback to house music where she was seeing Mick at the restaurant. And they remembered that. And you did it the right way. Like, like, I'm so happy as the person who is the continuity expert of the Loud House. I'm so happy they actually did a flashback the right way. A callback the right way. Not how White Hair did it. They finally learned how to do callbacks and flashbacks and references to season one finally in season five. I've been so happy they've been embracing the, the, the continuity in the show. Because again, I know they, they've probably been seeing what uh, either what the fans have been saying or what Casa Grandes is doing in terms of their continuity because they're amazing with their continuity. So they're like, we gotta pick it up. So yes, yeah, so the continuity in this episode is amazing. Uh, I'm so very happy about that. 
And I really liked this episode. I'm really glad they called back to Luna being friends of McSwagger, because you would think that he would have forgotten her, but he actually didn't. He remembered who she was. It's just that he didn't know where their high school was because she didn't write down the address. So they went to every single high school to find her. But I thought that was pretty cool. And her trying to, you know, like, say that McSwagger's going to play, but then she had to dress up as him to uh, play at their high school. And Chunk came back. That was really nice to see Chunk again after band together. We thought we'd never see him again, so that's really cool they brought him back. And of course, all the Saluna moments. The ending part with Saluna and, and, and Luna dipping Sam was so adorable. Like, yes, love seeing Saluna moments. That's great. Um, yeah, I, I think this is the better episode just because of the callbacks, bringing back Chunk, the, the continuity with Luna and McSwagger, and of course the Saluna uh, moments. I think this is the better episode compared to Dad Reputation. Not, not saying Dad Reputation is bad, I just think it's think it's just a generic episode it's not really amazing it's just fine but in the nick of time because it had all this stuff in it that made it great made it a great episode i really loved it i'm really happy that loud house has been embracing their continuity and doing callbacks in the best way possible instead of just like doing them and then screwing them up like again white hair <laughs> for example but yeah no, i i love this episode i think it's great and it kind of made me it kind of made me you know, appreciate Luna a lot more. Because again, I love Luna. It's just that I feel like her episodes always get clumped into one category that isn't just like her and Sam episodes, you know? So I'm really happy that this episode was great and all the callbacks and the Luna moments and just everything about it is wonderful. I think it's a really great episode. Then finally, we're going to talk about the last episode we're going to talk about from the Casa Grande's, their big musical episode, Operation Popstar. Rodney and Sid try to get Yuquan's autograph and Carlota helps Alicia prepare for the Great Lake City music festival you know what's funny though we thought that there was gonna be a great lake city music festival and then there wasn't that's is that just me right because like at the end of the episode you know 12 is midnight leaves and they're like see you at the concert and then it's like that's it like like again like uh Carlota was getting alicia ready for this music festival and they were talking about getting ready for it and then it never happened in the actual episode that's weird right or is that just me? I don't know, but I'll talk about the episode. Okay, so I'll break this down real quick. I'll talk about the Roddy and Sid side plot because it's not really that important to the episode. Although I do like how they tie it together at the end. Um, their subplot was just weird, <laughs> okay? Like, the thing is, like, it's weird because... You know, like, Sid, for example. Sid is a huge 12 is Midnight fan, and we see how, like, she has a huge obsession with Yu Kwan to where she loves him and then praises him and obviously is in love with him. And, yeah, that's kind of raised up to a thousand this episode, especially when she, like, has to explain to Yu Kwan who 12 is Midnight is. And she's like, I love how she explains how, like, she talks about the family member, not the family member, she talks about the band members like she's a true K-pop stan. Like, this is the mom, this one likes bunnies, this one is sensitive, and this one hasn't happened yet <laughs> and her dressed up in the wedding dress with you quad is like amazing like that whole scene where she has the powerpoint is me hyper fixating on something and talking to my friends about it i love how roddy is like oh here we go like i'm sure she's heard this speech before but i just don't like seeing roddy and be a creepy fangirl like that that's not her like sid yes roddy and no like seeing roddy and sid both be creepy fangirls like them like sighing at you quad they get breaking into the vents to watch him and the 12 is midnight was so weird like again i, I know it was like it's a parody of being a creepy fangirl but at the same time 
that's not Ronnie Anne. Like, don't make her a creepy fangirl. Like, I'm already upset at the fact that they did that stupid joke back in season one with her and her diary, how she's wrote, wrote like, PT-13 stuff about you, Quan. But don't, don't keep doing that. Just, no. I know she's, I know she's 12. I know she's a preteen. I know she can be a K-pop stan, but I just don't see her being like that. Sid, yes, Ronnie Anne, no. Although I do like in the second half of the episode, they actually do, like, keep her calm, like, she's not as creepy as Sid while Sid is, like, raised up to a thousand. Like, I love how she's like, uh, you, you, you know our names. It's Ronnie and the future Mrs. Yuquan. And Ronnie's like, let's go, Mrs. F future Mrs. Yuquan. <laughs> you know, like, she, she knows how to chill. But, like, I just don't like them both being creepy fangirls. It just doesn't fit for both of them. Sid, yes, Ronnie and no. So, you know, but I, I, I guess it's because it's supposed to be a parody of being a K-pop stan, so I, I understand completely, you know, but I just don't think it fits for Ronnie. Because, like, this one scene where, like, they have the key to go to the room, and then they see 12 is midnight, and Ronnie just goes, let's go, return the key, he, he, he. I'm like, oh, please, girls, chill. <laughs> like, they just, it just, my girls, chill, okay? Just, no, like, I just, like, if this is how Ronnie had acted around her crush with Lincoln, I can't even imagine that. Like, no, just don't, just, no. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's weird. It, it's completely weird. But, you know, like, the whole thing with Yuquan getting his, uh, memory, like, uh, like, Lucy's memory is just okay. But I just find it funny at the end, all they had to do was sing to Yuquan. I love how Ronnie calls it out, too. She's like, wait. That's all we had to do, and they're like, oh, it happens all the time. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised with the, these guys being celebrities and having huge fangirls and everything, that this wouldn't happen on a day-to-day -day basis, you know? So, I found that kind of funny, that they basically just, like, called out the stupid, uh, uh, plot convenience of, all we had to do was sing to him, that's it. <laughs> yeah. But I think the Carlota and Alicia stuff is probably the strongest part of this episode, just because, again, it is focused on Carlota helping Alicia, and Alicia actually quits music for a while and wants to start being, a, like, just living a normal life, and, Car and Carlota actually, like, they, did, they do a callback to Friended, where uh, Carlota is uh, trashing Alicia's apartment, trying to get her out of there. It's basically like their version of Friended. But I like the relationship between Carlota and Alicia. I like that they actually, again, customize with their amazing continuity. They remember that uh, Carlota did Alicia's... Uh, Carlota did Alicia's makeup and VIP'd, and they call back to that Alicia was happy to see Carlota again. So seeing that Carlota and Alicia are now best friends and have this nice friendship, I think that's really cool. They continued that from VIP, because they get Casa Grandes with their amazing continuity as they always are. And, uh, I don't know, I think the Carlota stuff is just a stronger part of the episode, especially Carlota standing up to Alicia's manager and saying that Alicia should, should like, you know, do her own thing and stuff, and I really like that aspect of the episode. I mean, Again, it's not my favorite special. Because again, this season we had Zoom Emergency, which like again knocked every single special out of the park. I mean, again, I love Curse; it's still my favorite special. But Zoom Emergency just tops everything. So when seeing they had to do another special this season, it was like, okay, that's really great. But I knew it wasn't gonna be as amazing, but it's still nice, especially especially because we got two songs in it. I'm back, which is a bop, and your and uh, uh, thank you by Allie Brooke is really catchy too. Uh, but I really I, I think it's just an okay special. It's not like amazing. It's not one of my favorites. But I'm really happy that we got three specials this season. You know, because again, Casa Grandes they've had a single bad special. Uh, well, besides. Uh, uh, <coughs> certain uh, special we like to talk about the show <coughs> operation dad but you know after that they've jumped in quality of the specials i think they did a really good job with them 
Now, wondering how many more specials they could do in season three. You know, because they had, you know, they had two specials in season one, that three in season two. So I guess they could do like maybe four or five in season three, right? I don't know how many they could do in season three, but it's pretty cool we got three of them this season. They're all really, they're all pretty solid, you know? Like, I, if I were to rank the specials this season, I would say Zoomergency, Operation Popstar, and Casa Christmas. You know, it's hard because I want to put Casa Christmas above Operation Popstar just because of the Lao cameo in Lincoln's line. I know a lot of people are mad about that, but I still call that my victory. I was so happy. I won that night. But the episode itself is just kind of forgettable. Like, I don't really watch it as much. I don't really remember stuff from it. I think Ronnie and Bobby are super selfish in that episode. I don't, I don't think it's one of their finest moments. I don't really like them not including the whole... Uh, you know, like, apartment in that episode. I think it's just okay. And I put this above, I put Operation Pop Popstar above that just because I like the songs. But and also just because the emergency is just a great special. You know, because it focuses on Sid and her family. It makes it even more amazing. But yeah, this is just a good a good special. You know, I think it's fine for what, for what it is. I, I already know what else to say about it. I haven't said on the Treehouse sessions. I think it's just a pretty good special. So yes, that was all the new episodes of The Loud House and The Classic Riders that came out. So again, we don't know when we'll see you next time because again, we don't know when new episodes are coming out as of right now. Um, again, because we have because again, the movie's coming out next. So I'll probably be back to do updates on the movie, but if there are new episodes that come out from both shows or one show or the other, I still think maybe The Loud House might have new pre premieres, but because The La because the Casa Grandes has to, you know, finish their season two, I think they'll air episodes first. But again, we don't know if there's going to be any new episodes in August. I have to say so because they have to hype up the movie. But we'll still do updates on the movie from that and then until August 20th when everything comes together with the, the big thing with the movie. But now I want to plug in my show that I'm now part of the Treehouse Sessions, which is hosted by Saran and, and starring me, Nate, and uh, Wyoming, Wyoming Parmesan, aka Nats. So we're all part of that. And also on August 21st at 7 p.m. August 21st? Yeah. And on August 21st at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're doing a watch party after the premiere of the Loud House movie. And of course, talking about it on there, which I'm very excited to do. I'm very excited that we finally came back to do these sessions. They're on Twitch. Uh, I'll post a link about it in the description. But yes, I'm now part of the Treehouse Sessions. I'm very excited to do these with the gang again, because it feels like forever since we did it. We had to hold it off for a while, but now we're back, and I'm very excited to do them. Rebranded as the Treehouse Sessions, because we're not just doing Loud House and Cost Grandes. We're also talking about other animation in general, so we don't have to just talk about Loud House and Casa Grandes. But I think it's really cool that we're not just limited to the main show, as my podcast here is limited to the main show. So you know, but it's it's cool, so I can talk about other things. But yes, we don't know when we'll see you next time. Probably when we get more updates on the movie or again new episodes get announced for August. So yes, we'll see you all next time, whatever that'll be. A Casa Loud chat.